This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we're geeking out about the first two episodes of WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. Geek boner! We've got MCU updates about Thor Love and Thunder, Spider-Man 3, and the Moon Knight Show, plus Godzilla vs. Kong moves up two months, and we start all this off with a big announcement for the show! I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, January 21st, 2021. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? I don't know. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Fans out there. Let's give it up. Hello and what's up, listener? Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. And joining us is a dude who gets around the internet faster than a Bernie Sanders meme. It's Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? I love that meme. I've been having so much fun with Bernie Sanders sitting around looking grumpy. Oh, my God. It's so great. Now, I, I want to do one where he's sitting next to Oscar the Grouch. That one needs to be done. We need a bunch yeah. of felty ones. I mean, all politics aside, how fucking funny is that? And it happens so quickly. He's there next to Deadpool. <laughs> he's in all the superhero movies. Amazing when the Internet gets together and focuses their mind on one thing. I like that he had like a letter that he was going to mail or something <laughs> like that was like in another picture. He's like, looked like he was like, I got shit to do. I got to fucking do things today. I right, was get this thing over with. I got to fucking mail this letter. Anthony, have you seen a, a good sports one you've liked? You've chuckled at? Well, with Bernie Sanders? Yeah. I actually, I mean, I'm aware of the meme, but I haven't seen a ton really? of the memes. Yeah. I've only seen the picture oh, of him shit. and like a couple different things here and there. Oh my God. It's him everywhere. And some Jordans and stuff. But yeah, I, I, I'm not on the internet as much as you think. Or in social media. Oh, he's got a life. <laughs> he got a life. Uh, Even during COVID, I got a life. What? Lame. People are learning Photoshop just to meme Bernie Sanders uh, uh, all day long. Uh, listener, last week, if you remember, we started with a big announcement from Jason Dutch about his podcast, Voice from the Underground. Oh, shit. This I'm week, scared. <laughs> this week, we're going to start with another big announcement. Oh, shit. Only it's about this show. Talking nerd. Oh, okay. boy. It's now going to be called The Rug Boy Show. Yes, it is. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> we are rebranding the name. No, okay. That's, that's, that's not it. We're not doing that? Oh. No, we're not doing that. Rugs, do you want to tell the listener what the big announcement is? It's really not that much of a big deal. Uh, it's, it's just we're trying to make the show better. And stuff usually comes out on Friday. And then we don't get to it until the opposite Friday. And you don't get to hear it until that Sunday after that Friday. So I said, why the fuck are we doing this to our fans? We should just record it that same weekend and put it out in that same week. And so we're going to record on Mondays and we're going to have a show out on Wednesday. Basically, listener new shows will now come out on Wednesdays. Unless you have a Patreon. Yeah, no, Patreon will still get the episode a day earlier. Uh, and after almost six years... 
This may be a big shift for some people, but I hope it's coming out sooner so we can turn around and get you our thoughts on the weekend stuff quicker, not a week later. Anthony, you want to add any other thing? I, I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to take some getting used to for us, but it'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, I think Rugboy hit it on the head. We're trying to make the show a little bit more timely. For instance, you're listening to this episode, probably having seen WandaVision episode three. Correct. And we're talking about one and two. Yes. Even though we've also seen three by the time this episode comes out. So we were dumb. Imran's dumb. I blame it on him. <laughs> Just, it's fine. We, it, it's blame all it of us me. working to undo what Imran has already put forth. <laughs> we're, I'm, I'm inspired. It's like I'm the Joe Biden of uh, this uh, of this whole podcast. Yes, it is. He, <laughs> he just signed a bunch of executive orders uh, just yeah. erasing everything I'm getting Imran ready. Trump put in place for all these years. Getting rid of your diet coke. Oh my god. Look, new administration, new beginnings. We're going to try to shake it up uh and that way it'll be a little more relevant. I think everyone will adjust and it won't be a big deal after like the first week. Right? I'd like to hear everyone's thoughts on this in the nation. Go in the fucking Facebook group and let us know what you think if your if your body is ready or if it's not. And look, if you're someone who like waits and listens to the shows like later, well none of this matters. So doesn't fucking matter. Ignore everything we said. Right. Yeah, you know, but for the right away listeners, you'll get to hear our thoughts on new content quicker. That's it. Big announcement. New shows now on Wednesday, starting this Wednesday. So very quick, there's going to be a show. This show comes out Sunday. There will be another show on Wednesday. Talking nerd. Geek boner. And then there'll be every Wednesday from then on. All righty. Yeah. You got like an extra show. Yeah. It's like getting a bonus show this week. It's like a stimulus package. It is. We were waiting for <laughs> Jesus Christ. I still haven't got mine. Lame. I have not been stimulated. Anyways. Let's get to the news, you bastards. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Also, should we reveal we just kind of decided to do this like on the fly? Yeah, no? like right before we Yeah, like right before we record it. Should we? No? I don't think they need to know that. Okay. I won't cut this out. <laughs> don't worry. Uh, we haven't thought about this for a long time, listener. A couple of quick MCU headlines to start off the news. Karen Gillen has confirmed... She will be in Thor Love and Thunder, as will Matt Damon returning. Oh, he was in Ragnarok as the fake Loki. You remember in the stage play? Okay, that was Matt Damon. I don't know what role he'll be returning to, but he should be, he should be either Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> he should play, or he should be roles. Jason Bourne in just oh in the Marvel God. universe. I like that. He's. I, I read uh, or I heard on John Campia's podcast. They were like, "What if he's just." traveling group of asgardians that do plays across the galaxy that, yeah that would be hilarious wait he was also in that fat suit was that what movie was that what fat he was guardians of the galaxy that was something that was where he was in a he was a redneck in a pickup truck in with, with a the toilet gut. paper he's talking about wiping his yeah. ass what movie was that but then he was also in the play those two different movies so yeah, this, but you couldn't tell it was him because it was far away that's and true. shit so this will be matt damon's third uh appearance in the mcq which is yeah and then Nebula coming back, which, you know, kind of makes sense. But she is joining this cast, Thor, Love and Thunder, Chris Hemsworth, of course, Tessa Thompson, Natalie Portman, Christian Bale as Gore, Jamie Alexander returning as Sif, Taika cool. Waititi as Korg, Chris Pratt, Palm Clement as Mantis, and Vin Diesel as Groot. Uh, whose movie is this? This is a Guardians movie or a Thor movie? I don't know. But I like it. It's Marvel. Everybody's in the movie. Even you, just you'll be in it. I'll be in this one as well as Spider-Man 3. Uh, Anthony, what do you think? Are they just going to put everybody in every movie now? It seems like that's kind of what they're doing. 
I mean, there is a thread from Endgame where Thor left with the Guardians, so it'd be kind of weird to not address that. So this kind of all makes sense in regards to where the thread left off. So I'm in. I'm down for it, and I like Karen Gillan as Nebula. I think she's really grown into that role. I like the Guardians that are cast for this movie. I like the cast overall. I like Taika Waititi. I've come around on Taika Waititi, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think there's going to be a, another fun Marvel movie and potentially uh, spinning it into a new direct, new direction with the Lady Thor. If Korg's coming back, I want to know if Meek's coming back, too. you got to have Meek. you got to have Meek, yeah. Yeah, doesn't do much. You just hold him. So it's very easy. Moving on, uh, Spider-Man 3 has been shooting in Atlanta. There has been some set photos. They're a little spoilery, maybe. Not, spoiler alert. not really. They do reveal the setting of when this movie is going to take place. It's a snowy urban setting. So uh, probably Christmas time. So now you can guess on all the fucking titles with home and home for the holidays. It's not going to be home for the holidays. That is way too on the nose. I don't like that. What do you think? But also remember Iron Man 3 was also Christmas, but that was because it's Shane Black and he just makes everything in Christmas for some reason. But I like that the third Spider-Man movie, he's getting a Christmas movie. We've never had Spider-Man at Christmas time. It reminds me of the Miles Morales game also. Which is also sad. Remember the old Spider-Man comics with Santa Claus with a gun? Yeah, uh, I think so. And he had to stop Santa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, that was was that the Frank? Was that a Frank Miller story? I don't know. I don't remember, but I should look it up now. But I just remember like reading the Santa Claus story in Spider-Man, where the Santa Claus had a gun. So maybe he has to take down a vigilante scene. <laughs> I mean, if they do that, that will be such a like a deep pull. You know what? Oh shit! Just oh, put shit. Mel Gibson from Fat Man in the movie, and he's hunting Mel Gibson because Walt Goggins failed uh, to to get. Hey, the- you remember this? Like, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna put this in the uh, I'm gonna put this in the fucking thing. This is the cover. Oh goddamn, that's awesome! It's from yes, it was Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider Man, issue one twelve, and it's a Santa Claus with his sunglasses, a cigarette. And a what a, a huge gun with a scope on it. Oh it's my shit. badass. <laughs> I think I have this issue. He's smoking a cigarette. Yeah. I don't remember what the story is. And it says you'd better watch you'd out. You better watch out. All right, so that's the plot for Spider-Man 3. Imagine if that is <laughs> if that's the plot for Spider-Man 3. What? That's fucking deep. I think it might be. This is where they're going. Spider-Man. They're not doing that. No right. chance. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> other clues in these set photos. If you guys click that link, there's a bunch of things you see. Zendaya and you see Tom Holland walking into a store. You see the suit. Uh, and it looks like the, the little bit modified suit of the last suit. There's uh, photos uh, of the set with signs, right? And there's a sign that has a, a drawing of Mysterio's helmet. And it says, I believe. And then next to it, there's posters that say citizens to defend Spidey kind of showing you the fallout from far from home and the two sides. Like, is there a whole group of people that believe Mysterio, what Mysterio said? And then there's a whole faction that believes Spider-Man side. And, you know, also rumors that Charlie Cox has finished rap filming for Spider-Man three. So is Matt Murdoch's going to be his fucking lawyer. Geek boner. Uh, and then the I last. So. Yeah. that I mean, Get him back. He was in the it. best part of the, the Netflix series. Absolutely. It would be him and then Jessica Jones. So if you, him and Jessica Jones and Kingpin, if you could bring those characters over. Do you think wow. that he wants to be Daredevil? Well, if he's Daredevil, I mean, if he's Daredevil in this movie, then the answer that would answer your question, right? I mean, if he enjoyed being Daredevil for like a Netflix TV show, this is like a promotion. This is yeah, way better. I mean, it's like, all right, do I want to be rich now? Yeah. Okay. You do the same thing you do, only going to pay you three times as much. How do you, what do yeah. you think? Let that's me probably, think about that for a second. That's probably a yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that would be amazing. And then, you know, you have She-Hulk. She's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. You could tie him into all these shows. And then the last rumor that I just saw is someone saying they're possibly maybe secretly shooting Spider-Man 3 and Spider-Man 4 back to back. Oh, shit. Geek boner. Which would make a lot of sense if we are to believe all the rumors of every fucking body in all the last five movies. Spider-Man movies is going to be in it. You know, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, everybody. If that's true, that makes me breathe, uh, breathe a sigh of relief yes, that, yes. okay, maybe there's a reason that all these people are coming in and they're going to space it out over two movies and it's not going to be like Spider-Man 3 where they jam everything into one movie and it doesn't fit. So, yeah, hopefully we won't just get short cameos of these people. And I, actual- I've, I've heard rumors, too. I don't remember where that basically Spider-Man 3 is the wrap to his high school years and then oh. Spider-Man they'll do another trilogy for the next portion of his life like college or whatever yeah, adulthood right. college maybe I may be creep into adulthood I'm not sure well I'm glad they're gonna end at least end the high school and and move him on uh they have so- they have a long they have I, we, I think you broke it on the show you didn't break it you just reported or yeah. you just copied what or someone else reported but um that's what I do well, that's, that's all what we do uh, <laughs> We have no ins. We were nobody, nope. um, but that they had signed Peter um, a, a deal with Sony for um, advancement in the, them collaborating for MCU movies. So I think they have bigger plans than just. Oh, he got some more movies. Spider- yeah, I think they they want to. They don't want to do a trilogy with Spider Man. They want to do lots of movies oh. with with Tom Holland as the main guy. Yeah, well, Sony does. Sony or, in collaboration Marvel. With, with Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, right. Well, and they're still trying to launch some kind of spider universe with Morbius and Venom and all that. But if they're making two movies, I think that's, I feel a lot better, just like you said, Rex, because you can't shove all this shit in one movie. Yeah, it just seemed like too shoehorned. It was just, it sounded bad. It's still very exciting. Listener, let us know what you think. Join the conversation. You can always email us at show at jockandnerd.com or join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. It is a closed, exclusive, private group just for you check it out uh more mcu news for disney plus shows ethan hawk apparently has been added to marvel's moon knight show opposite oscar isaac playing the main villain oh shit. of moon knight now here's the thing i know nothing about the fucking moon knight i do like ethan hawk as an actor so and oscar isaac's in it so it's all good uh, i have a couple of uh names of possible villains right uh, I, I don't know if they, let's, I don't know if they mean anything to anyone. I'll read these names off. The possible villains could be werewolf by night, Dracula. He, he mm-hmm. would make a good Dracula. Ah, uh, yeah. The Egyptian moon god, Khonshu. No. The sun king is the name of a character. Uh, nah. uh, Mephisto, the devil. Uh, yes. Oh, this is interesting. It will come up later. Mephisto. Well, you'll find out why. Or there's a character called Bushman. No, inappropriate. No, no. Yes, no. You can't call him Bushman <laughs> unless anymore. Unless you're like a, unless you're like a, a fan of President Bush and not like a, an African Bush. I'm a Bushman. Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> a Bush. What the first and the second one? Both of them. I like both of them. Uh, Anthony Ethan Hawke opposite Oscar Isaac. That's some good heavy hitting act- actors right there. Yeah, no, I, I like it. I when I found out about this in my group chat, they um, revealed or they shared with us that. Daredevil actor Charlie Cox rap filming, and then right after Ethan Hawke was playing the villain in this show, and my response was, "Wow, wow, 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 wow!" So I fucking loved it. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you in that. Like, I don't know a ton about Moon Knight. I haven't really read 
Moon Knight all that much. I have a like a decent idea of who the character is, but I'm excited to learn about the character. And as far as the villains, I don't think they'll. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they'll go with Werewolf by Night or Dracula. I think mm. they'll save those characters for mm. Blade. I think they'll. Oh yeah. They'll they'll want to explore the like supernat not the supernatural but like the horror movie mo- villain types in that in that movie. I think they'll probably stick with something that's a little more along the same lines of this like Egyptian. That's what I uh, thought. God type thing. I thought uh, Kanshu would be good, but Rugs, you said no. Kanshu has a in the in the comic book. He's got like a big beak thing and you know he's not like a person he's a guy with a big uh bird head sort of i mean this there might be something to the sun king yeah um it's a great beatles song yes but um because like whenever like i think marvel does a switcheroo like it makes you think there's gonna do something really crazy and then they usually use like the lame villain instead yeah yeah like ego you know like okay like they they all of a sudden they pump ego up uh they did that with what's his name ben kingsley yeah, and, uh, so Mandarin. So, it, it, but it has to do with Ravencroft and shit like that. And um, he's in intertwined with Mark Spector, who is uh, Moon Knight and 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 Kanchu and all that stuff. But I don't know. It's um, he doesn't have a real name or or um, he's French. <laughs> okay. So I don't know. I I mean, it's weird. I think every actor will eventually be in a Marvel property. Just give it a little more time. They're getting there. They got half of it. Half of everyone has already been in one. Uh, but I like I like Ethan Hawke. Okay, let's move on to some kaiju news. Uh, Godzilla fans, you guys should be excited by this one. Uh, you know, everything was getting pushed back and delayed. Here is a case in pandemic of something moving up to be released in the theaters and on the streaming service HBO Max. Godzilla versus Kong has moved up two months from May 21st to March 26th. Oh, shit. Not too far away. We will get to see Godzilla take on King Kong. Now, here's the thing. The HBO put out this little teaser, which literally has, like, you have to pause it at second 12 to see Godzilla attack uh, King Kong. And it's so short. Uh, they have given us a poster. And today confirmed that a new trailer will come out the day the show posts on Sunday. So we could talk about that next week. But for now, are you guys excited? It's coming earlier. What do you think of this poster and this the quick tease of the size of them coming at each other? You can go first, Anthony. Yeah, you know, I think I'm a little I'm not like super pumped. I'm like, I guess I'm I would say I'm whelmed by everything right now. Yeah. As it gets closer, I think I'll get more pumped just yeah. because I'm a I'm a huge kaiju fan. I'm a huge Godzilla fan. Seeing Kong versus Godzilla um, on, on the small screen, despite it being on the small screen, I think will still be exciting. Hopefully, it's a good movie. I just, I just wish, you know, in retrospect, I, I think I gave a pretty decent review to Godzilla: King of the Monsters. Yeah, but that movie's really kind of a letdown as I think about like, more. Yeah, it yeah. was more of a, it's much more of a letdown than I and I originally thought when I first saw it. So the hype isn't as strong as it should be for something like this. I will but, agree. But you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. I, I I I don't think the monsters were the problem in any of the movies. I think it was all the human stuff. It's all so. the people part, exactly. Right. And, you know, and you have Millie Bobby Brown's coming back in this. I guess we'll see the cast when we see the trailer. Rugs, uh, how did Kong get so big? First of all, <laughs> he was he was a baby in the first movie. I mean, in this quick shot and in this poster, he's almost taller than well, Godzilla. Well, the poster is like hyperbole. It's yeah, not he's really... standing behind the building. I mean, that's the not poster's the all kinds of wrong, by the way. Like. 
it's uh, the Godzilla spines look like the 2014 spines. And yeah. I don't know if that's deliberate. Like, spoiler alert. Because uh, if this movie has Mecha Godzilla, I just spoiled it for everyone. Oh. Um, um, if, if the way Mecha Godzilla is expo- is uh, exposed in the in the first movie in the real Godzilla movie is that he looks like Godzilla and then Godzilla fights him and then like his skin comes off and there's a there's like a metal like underneath metal. like a Terminator and yeah, shit. Yeah. Okay. So maybe this is like a a kind of like oh th- this is the 2014 version that the Mecha Godzilla is dressed up as, but that's the only thing I could think of other than the fact that the, the people who did the design are so fucking lazy. They used the wrong spikes, <laughs> Shit. which is probably the case. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm looking at these spikes in the wrong, but for me, to no, me, they, they look, look wrong. They look like the 2014, the 20, was it last? When did that movie come out? The King of the Monsters? 2019. 2019. Yeah. They, they went, they uh, made the spikes closer to how he looks. Um, in the Toho movies. Yeah, I mean, I'm the looking wrong at spikes, you bastards. I'm looking at the toy right now, and like, yeah, they look completely different. I don't know if it would be the same. Well, you know? look, just looking at this real quick already. Who uh, who takes this battle? I'm kind of rooting for King Kong. It's gonna be like BVS. They're gonna fight, and then they're gonna team up. Yeah, I, I don't see any way. I, I'm in a chat with couple godzilla people and they were like i hope they uh they just have a definitive winner i'm like there's no chance yeah, that's not actually gonna this happen. is what's gonna happen king kong's gonna have a this axe and he's going to Whoa. he's gonna he's about he's going to chop godzilla's head off but right before godzilla's gonna say mothra <laughs> why did you say that <laughs> oh, name <no. laughs> what Lame. I, do I do, I do have a minor i guess not it's a it's a reasonable gripe the the one clip we did see, I, we'd have to maybe see it again or yeah. see more, but it looks like they're fighting on top of a cruise ship or a yeah, battleship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're does, surrounded that, by that water. Just, that doesn't make any goddamn does, sense at all. It doesn't make well, sense. Th- th- this is my way of explaining that. Um, evidently, Monarch has, like, fucking shit that we've never seen before, like humongous ships that are big enough to transport these things. Okay. So maybe that's... They're standing that's, on that. If, if you're looking at weight. it... Yeah. <laughs> While they fight and pummel each <laughs> yeah. other. Listen, yeah. in the uh, King of the Monsters, remember, Godzilla was standing in the middle of the ocean on the water shooting the beam up. And yeah, well, that, like, that, that happens all the time. What is he standing on? How does this, how does that, this work? That's a thing in, in every Toho movie. He'll be in the middle of the ocean and start, he'll rise out and start walking. And then they'll cut to like something later in the in the scene, and he's swimming in the same portion of that water. I just think, look, Godzilla has the fire breath and the nuclear breath and whatever, but I feel like Kong is a brawler. He's a little more agile. He can get under. He can get around. He can move faster than Kong, than Godzilla. Addressing the water real quick. Have you have you ever tread water before? You, it's the same thing. I don't know how to swim. Oh, well, I don't. I don't believe in it. You don't believe in it's it against my religion. <laughs> now, why do you want to go underwater? You can't breathe air there. It makes no sense. I, the, the only thing that I could, I, once again, try and explain away with fucking stupid movie science, <laughs> is that maybe he's got like a a buoyancy thing where he can like it take an air into his lungs or something and or something, and it makes him buoyant. He's farting repeatedly to keep keep him afloat. Yeah. <laughs> he's farting. So, <laughs> you, so you think King Kong would have the advantage? I think he would because look at how bulky Godzilla is. If you knock him down, get him on his side or his back, he's not going to be able to get up. Kong can well, jump look, around. Well, look, Godzilla could get up. The point is, is that 
King Kong's going to be able to make weapons. He's going to be able to do things like using like tools. He's got prehensile and, thumbs. Yeah, he's going to be able That's to a kind huge of advantage. <laughs> uh, climb buildings and yeah. use like the environment to his advantage. Fuck yeah. And that's going to be interesting. If they do that, who the fuck knows? Maybe they don't do anything. They just punch each other once and that's it. But um, Godzilla's got the fucking fire breath. Yeah. The and, breath, um, is, the, the huge the breath is deadly. It is. And that'll that'll like knock the piss out of him. And then, uh, you know, he'll get gassed. You, you got to hit. I mean, they, they 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 knew in the original that it was really no no contest. So they had to give Kong some sort of extra power. And uh, they gave him that they gave uh, him like a lightning electricity touch. Oh, really? Like a death touch with his elect with electricity. He had like the Miles Morales uh, venom sting. He did. He did kind of have like a venom sting. He, he got electrocuted. He got he got his ass kicked by Godzilla a few times, and then he got electrocuted and came like rose from the dead like Frankenstein. Yeah. Was able to, like shock Godzilla with his hands every time he touched That's him. That's kind of badass, right there. He becomes electro. That's great. Look, have well, you seen the original Imran? No, is this the black and white one you're talking about? Is it in black and white the original? No, no, it's not. In, it's the third Godzilla movie. It's not in black. It's their first color. It's, it's Godzilla pretty movie. silly. You'll you'd probably. I think yeah, you you probably. I mean, you like Godzilla versus. Hedora, you'll you'll that love one's Godzilla great. versus what, Kong. What, King what Kong. It, it's called. It's just called Godzilla versus King Kong. It's actually it's King H- Kong versus Godzilla. It's on HBO. <sighs> oh yeah, all the Godzilla movies or all the they're all a lot of them are on there, right? It's the Showa it, ones. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it, ironically, it's the only Godzilla film where he's not the title character. It's always like Godzilla versus. And this one's King Kong versus, versus Godzilla. Godzilla. Nineteen King Kong was the bigger star. Nineteen sixty-two. Kong had top billing on this one. Wow, he was that a bigger is, star. That's interesting. I'm totally gonna watch this. I'm, if I'm sixty-two, it's, fuck a, it's, yeah. a, it's a fun, wacky movie. Yeah, this is the one. There, where there's Kong, a scene. Kong Sorry, looks, Kong looks ridiculous. Yeah, now go ahead. Oh, he looks. Oh yeah, he looks yeah. ridiculous. Um, they use a real octopus in that movie. Oh, by the way, shit. Nice. um, also, oh, shit. there's a scene <laughs> where they 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 clearly have like stand-in toys. Yeah, that like. What? jump like start fighting like you'll you'll see there's like once where they cut to a scene where it's like a toy coming at another toy it's not a man in a suit even it's no a toy. well there, there's mostly man in suit but there's one one scene where like i think kong like drop kicks godzilla that's or awesome these retro posters for this movie are amazing too i love it i'm totally watching this if it's on hbo max it's, Dude, one it's thing good. I want to say about this Godzilla versus Kong moving yeah. to March 26th, yeah. wasn't it supposed to come out March 26th to begin with? Like when they first announced it? I, I always felt like March was the date. Yeah. Uh, no, I, you may be right. I think it was. And then they pushed it back. And then and then this HBO whole Max deal. Yeah. This whole deal and the tenant thing and all this, uh, the release with Dune, they were like, because uh, this is legendary. So on the one hand, they have this lawsuit from from legendary for Dune to not put it out. And I think the part of the compensation was we'll let you put this one out uh, right away. This is the way I, I see it. Okay, so uh, um, Netflix was going to buy it, right? Then Warner Brothers got into a lawsuit. They ponied up the yep, money. Yep. So now um, the investors, you know, which is legendary, they're happy. Yeah. All right. They got paid. Now it's going to be released in the theaters at the same time. Yep. You know, yep, same yep. day and date, just like Wonder Woman. Yep. And Wonder Woman made like 135 million. Yeah, didn't do too bad. So I guess. even if like this makes fifty million or seventy million, that's an extra like so the bo- whole the whole take from legendary would be like three hundred million, which is almost like what it did when it was in the th- in the theaters, right? What, it, what yeah, what it would have gotten. So I think it all works out. Wonder Woman expiring on HBO Max in a few days. I think January twenty fourth. It's made a hundred and forty two million dollars worldwide. Wonder Woman. So if if they makes half of that, right? If yeah, it makes seventy yeah. million. It's just a shame it's coming off that last movie, which is like we were talking about. I think a lot of that is killing the hype. But 
Anthony, I agree. The closer it gets, I get a little more excited. Because now King of the Monsters ended up making what? Uh, like three, what is it? 300 million, 360 something. Yeah, 300 and change. So I think yeah. they're going to make the same amount of money. Both ways. Well, we'll see next week. We'll get a trailer. Hopefully they said they will come on. We'll see if there's any other monsters in there. We'll see. Who the humans are. I, I don't you know, think they'll don't tease a new another monster in there. I think that it'll be all oh, it's just those two. Godzilla versus Kong, but I think in the movie it eventually leads to a team up. So there'll be more there'll be another something to fight against. Another monster. Well, I Where heard, did you hear the Mecha Godzilla thing, Ruggs? Oh, you, about what? Mecha Godzilla was that he's be, in this movie. Is that a spoiler? Oh, that, oh that's a total spoiler. Is that legit? Uh, How do you know? Uh, okay. Yeah, it's 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 I I, I saw toys. Uh, oh, the, so the toys, toys. fucking toys. I saw the toys. Whatever. Yeah. Well then, yeah. Then they fuck themselves. Yeah, the toys always do it. Well, the Sorry, toys have listener. been out for the longest time. I think I don't think they released them in the stores yet, but there's photos of them everywhere. I mean, the same thing happened with Wonder Woman and these other movies that got delayed. Is and so. I think Black Widow, like all these toys. Uh, but yeah, I oh, guarantee I it, you, yeah. uh, the trailer's coming out on Sunday. Yeah. All right. So the trailer's coming out on Sunday. Uh, I think at the uh, during the football game, isn't there an AFC game or something? Yeah, there's there's both the the, cha- the NFC and AFC championships. Are both so they're Sunday. probably going to throw them there f- yeah. for big wide yeah, audience yeah, release. Yeah, yeah. And then it's probably going to go on the internet. And um, they also announced that they're well. There's r- rumors of a MonsterVerse animated show or a MonsterVerse TV show on Ooh. HBO Max. Hmm. You see the the MonsterVerse logo in this uh, first look teaser that they have. So are up. they doing where it's Godzilla or Kong is fighting Godzilla, but it's really Mecha Godzilla? Well, that would suck. I don't know if that that's going to happen. I don't know. Just I just know that Godzilla's in the movie. movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the the toys now, and it looks like they are modeling it. It could potentially be with him wearing the Godzilla skin. Or none of this could happen, listener. You don't know. We don't know. It could just uh, be that's conjecture thing. about the skin, but mm. it's just dubious to me that a professional poster from Legendary would have a 2014 spikes when everybody who's all the nerds would be able to to tell that right away that it's the wrong wrong Godzilla. I don't know. Marvel does that all the time with fucking shitty posters. I don't. I don't think it's that big of a. a oh, it's just that they're lazy and yeah, they want to go find they, new assets and yeah. they just cobble some bullshit together. This shit, they always do this shit. It's like again, and like it's even the poster. It's got the two color op- opposing teal and orange. That's on every fucking poster. Oh shit! Yeah, so you're it's right. not the most original. No. All right, I can't wait for that trailer. Moving on to some streaming war news. We got a new streaming service coming into the ring. It's not, it's kind of new. It's a rebrand of something else. Paramount Plus will be launching March 4th in the U.S. and Latin America. This is from Viacom CBS, and it is the expanded rebrand of their CBS All Access subscription. Is it free? Service. I don't know. <laughs> no way. CBS All Access is free, right? So the cock well, uh, is free, uh, sort of. There's a free portion yeah. that's not, but I mean, there's just a little bit on there. And you don't get the original programming and that free, right? That free part. So CBS All Access has been around since 2014, of course, and they've been putting out the new. That's where you go here to see the new Star Trek shows, which I have not watched because I don't have it. Uh, but it will combine uh, the live streaming of CBS Network programming. It's 150 plus local affiliates, NFL games, original series. Is is is. Uh, Paramount Plus will also feature dedicated hubs for Viacom's shit like Nickelodeon, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, and a total of some 30,000 titles. At present, CBS All Access is believed to have about 8 to 9 million subscribers. So 
they I feel like they're late to rebranding this, even though they were there first. Um, but Not first, but they were there early. They were there early with, but I, even 2014, I don't feel like anybody was talking about CBS All Access or it had no. a lot of buzz. And clearly, it's only got eight to nine million subscribers. What do you guys think? Is this uh, too too late or a necessary move? Right I now? mean, there's a lot of stuff that uh, young kids might like. Yes. So I feel like if they make it like a free version, they'll get people in to watch their library it. program, and then maybe they can probably upsell them. Yeah, I think we're getting to, and, and all these networks want their own streaming because they just see dollars in it, um, and they're able to con- you know get money direct instead of working through the cable companies. But yeah, we're getting to the we're getting to the saturation point for sure. A little bit. Little there's bit. just now there's too many, and now it's um, people are picking and choosing. And Rug Boy sent us an article during the week of people canceling after they watch Mandalorian show. Yeah, yeah like, So I think I think we're it's nice to have variety and a choice, but it's also <laughs> getting to be too many things, and I don't think people are gonna want to shell out the cash for everything. What do you think of them marrying each other? Who like. Like, what if, like, Peacock and Paramount had a baby? Peacock is universal NBC. Be, it would be Paracock. Paracock. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would P-mount. be... I mean, that would probably be ideal, but then, I mean, that's two gigantic corporations that would want to have to do business of. with each other. That's never happened. There's no way I could see CBS, Viacom, and Universal, but, I mean, NBC. Do you think, like, here's the other joining. thing. This is the other thing. Do you think that they're going to want to get piecemeal... While Netflix is getting the bulk of the people and they're getting like the little fucking scraps, they're getting the runoffs. They need something that could take Netflix down, and they're they might have to t- turn into Voltron and shit. It is the place for Star Trek, you know. They can lean on that, but uh, that's only going to get you so many. Uh, well, the thing is, is like the model before with like Netflix was like you just had everything, right? Yeah. You had all this stuff, so you had all this back catalog of content, and now like all these like Peacock is is really putting a lot of their money behind the fact that they have the office and HBO max has friends yeah. and all, you know, all this backlog categories and Paramount plus is going to have all this stuff um, that you would mention. But it seems like the real thing that keeps people interested in these series, in these um, streaming networks is original content. Yeah. And you have to have hit shows coming out all the time or people are just going to cancel. So like, it's, it's kind of like, a never-ending investment because you're yes. always investing in new content that's original and exclusive to your platform. And you have to have enough runway on that so that people are interested to then hopefully pop on to the next thing that you have or else you're losing those people. So it's kind of like a funnel. You need library content to get people in and then you have to provide Good original content at some kind of pace I, to keep. Actually, them. I think it's flipped. So oh. you're saying, oh, I think it's way. actually you need original content to get people in, and you need the library to get people to stay. I think it's flipped in that way. I also think um, there these networks, like to Rug's point, I think I saw that in the article that you sent. There's got to be like something to. There's got to be another experience or another thing that once you're in that doesn't make you want to leave. Like some sort of VIP thing, because if not, then you're just watching the show and you have no lo- you have no loyalty to to the brand. You mm. just have loyalty to whatever's good. Paying for that thirty dollars extra for a movie isn't special enough to keep <laughs> keep. Well, here. you, you got to ask yourself. Like cable companies did this for years, right? They figured out a way to pack, make create a package, yeah, and then people would go and piecemeal like the HBO and the Showtime. They bundled them together. 
you know, and then all of a sudden you have a package where you're like, oh, I'm going to get the extreme package or whatever. Right. So um, I think that having all of these little tiny things that you, these apps, they're cool. But then when you're, even when you're using your Roku or whatever to get, you got a whole wall of these fucking tiles now. Yeah. It's just too many things. It's a lot of shit. And I was, you know, I said a long time ago, it's going to need bundling is going to have to come back and it's going to become like what cable was where you bundle everything. It's going to go back to the, the only thing though on the bundling. And I agree like that's potentially where it could go is I think the, the cost of having all this content to be at your fingertips on demand, yeah. I think is way more yeah. than what it costs to produce a cable, like produce cable television. Oh, like sure. I think I, I, I don't know. I don't have any hard facts, but I think this bubble might burst and, like in like five ten years, Fuck. executives might be like, "Yeah, that streaming thing—it's a money pit. It does, there's no, there's no way you can ever make money. No, you're this right. unless you were Netflix. Um, Netflix is gonna break even okay, for the yeah, first wait, time. We're gonna get to that. But oh. to your point, Anthony, you're right. It's every streaming service has you have to be premium cable like HBO and spend that much money. It's not well, like HBO is like spending like they're not exactly doing that great. You know, the only ones that really are doing well is Netflix and like Disney Plus. Everyone else is like kind of skating by but i think they're all losing shit tons of money and i i think the the technology you need to be able to host all this um stuff i think it's probably really expensive fuck yeah you need fucking server farms so like to to getting to the like the bundling phase like let's say like the paracock gets together yeah yeah. (laughs) and they have like all this content but they've bundled it together for like 10 bucks you're losing so they're losing even more money like now. does it does it even is it even like feasible yeah. or like are they making enough to well, even do this the reason why i think that the di- the difference is in the numbers so right now you got them with eight nine million subscribers yeah. right yeah yeah if they can maybe get it up to 12 or 13 or whatever that's fine but if they combine you're looking at trying to get the 200 that that netflix has the 200 million you know uh so that's um that's a fucking lot. Uh the one thing I I do really love about all these streaming services and the library the, the speaking of library content is there's like CBS has classic sitcoms, years of amazing classic like all imagine think about all in the family, all those shows. So it used to be you needed DVD sets of your favorite show to watch, not anymore. It is amazing that how new people are getting uh introduced to oh, yeah. classic old TV now. It's Fantastic. In terms of like access to television, yeah. like there's, if you have, an, you know, the, the money to do it, you, and, and actually you can make it work on a budget and just cancel stuff monthly. Yeah, um, yeah. You have more access to the history of television and movies than ever before at your fingertips. Like there, there's fantastic. a gateway, the, the barrier to entry is very low compared to what it used to <laughs> It is. To be. You have no excuse. Like if you want to watch like AFI's top of the best movies of all time, you really have no excuse. They're right there at your fingertips I everywhere. Mean, how amazing would it be if you could actually navigate this shit and get what you wanted? So, like, there was just, like, you're like a fucking old dude that likes to watch Westerns. And there's just fucking the Western fucking database. And all every Western TV show, every title is in that thing. And you could just fucking watch Westerns forever. It, you, would, you would require a lot of collaboration. And, unfortunately, these – I mean, and, too, it's capitalism. All these companies are not going to want to work together yeah. to provide something like that. I don't think. Not yet. Speaking of Netflix, Rugs, you just broke the next story. Netflix passed an amazing subscriber benchmark. You said at the end of 2020, Netflix's total number of paid subscribers 
is 203.7 million. Oh, shit. Holy fuck. So they added 37 million subscribers during the pandemic of 2020. This is a pandemic-proof business. People were starved for content. 37 million, that is fucking wild. So they are projecting in 2021 where they'll break even finally instead of lose money for the first time in a long time. Their total net cash loss dropped from $1.5 billion in 2019 to just $138 million. Wow, in 2020. And they think that trend is going to continue. Holy shit, their cash loss dropped a lot and they got almost 40 million new subs. I'm not surprised, but it's fucking crazy. Nobody's catching them. Hmm. Yeah, they've they've I mean, they have the brand equity. They were first. They were the guys that um that uh, the guy that invented it was a genius and took the took the leap. Um you know, they're they're going they're going hard this year though. I mean, a new movie every week. I mean, just think about where they came from. That dude is like, I just want to mail DVDs to people, and now we have uh, this fucking monster Hollywood. Did voice. you ever listen to the Business Wars? Them yes, versus Blockbuster. With yeah, Reed, Reed Hastings one. and Ted Serranos. Yeah, it's very. It's such a great story. There's a bunch Blockbuster of Blockbuster could have could have been there, but they they were a little late. The incredible thing is that there's still times where I go on Netflix and I'm like, there's nothing for me to watch. <laughs> oh, <fuck>. oh shit. <laughs> There sometimes is, there sometimes it isn't. So my that, mom just got like super into Netflix. She was she was she was watching like movies from the Philippines. Yeah, but then she started jumping into American movies. Yeah, and like the algorithms just caught her. Like oh, she's no, just literally I, every up. time I, I I look at the TV, I'm like, you're watching a new movie. She's like, yeah, this 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 Netflix thing is great. Now I'm watch like, this one. Now yeah. watch this one. Now let's watch. Don't now they let's have watch this one. Filipino movies on there? I know they have like Indian they movies. Do. Yeah, they do. They have a fucking. A, a, a long a large catalog. I was very surprised. It's ruined my Netflix. It's ruined me because it's my no, account. Oh, you should have made another so now, profile. Well, it's all yeah. No, well, I'm I'm sharing with someone else, so oh, I'm not the main guy. Okay. So it's like ruined my yeah. my algorithm yeah. now, and everything that's being suggested to me is something I, in another language. So yeah. that's great. Yeah, my algorithm's been fucked for a while because I I had someone at work. I shared it with them, and their kids would just watch kid shit, and I would turn on my Netflix, yeah. and I'm like, why is there all this kid shit? They're telling me to watch all this stuff. Yeah. Now, how do you stop them? Well, it's better now. I I, I you just change your password. I changed the password, and uh, and now and it, but it took time to slowly readjust and actually show me some shit I would be interested in. I would just create a new thing. And I should have. Yeah, scratch. I should. But look at look at that. Look at the thing though. They they hit two hundred million. They only reached profitability once they hit two hundred million subscribers. Yeah. yeah. After think about years. that. That's the, it's a. This is a, a fucking money pit. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, I think it's eventually going to be like, like the dot com bubble bursting. Where it's like, wait a minute, why we were investing all this and it never was going to make money. Well, I think a lot of it is trial and error. A lot of it is like them being first and having to make all the mistakes. Yeah. And kind of like throwing money at everything to see what fucking works. Yeah, I then, feel like that strategy is changing. I don't think they're going to be doing that anymore. Yeah, and so they're, they're buying IP. Everything. They're developing IP. Like just now. throwing That's shit at the doing. wall and see if it works. Oh no, they know they're they Netflix's strategy is a hundred percent investing in original content. Yeah, but you see that they're canceling shows. They're fucking. They're being a lot yeah. more like judicious about their moves now. The the big thing is as the Mandalorian kind of proved. Is you have to have a hit show that catches. If you have a hit show that catches, 
Like Disney Plus already had a great brand. They had great marketing, in my opinion, but they got the Mandalorian. Like we were literally complaining for a year that nothing new was coming on Disney Plus, yet they kept growing their subscriber base basically because of the Mandalorian. And now we're going to get a bunch. Also, uh, you know, we're waiting for st- the next Stranger Things. I don't know. They, their, their TV shows are very buzzy. Uh, but Netflix, I, yeah, Netflix, you know, their movies, oh, they, they're always, I mean, Queens Gambit, we talked Everything. about, they, they always move in something. How, how much does Disney plus have now? Do they have a hundred, hundred million? They, yet? No, they, well, they have like eight, 85. 80. All right. Uh, so 85. Check this out. The amount of new content that they made is like nothing. It's yeah. like a drop in the bucket, right? Compared to all the fucking money that Netflix has thrown in there yeah. to get True. where Disney is now. But, but the new content they are making is caught. We'll get to it later, but yeah. we can tease it. I mean, it's costing them two hundred fifty. They're investing movie money in in these TV shows. It's a way different model. I also wonder if they will change their release schedule as, as they see, you know, how this weekly thing really carries the buzz for Disney Plus. I think the weekly thing is all, uh, back to being genius again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's all coming back around. You think Netflix will ever ever go back do that instead of just releasing everything at once? I wonder if they, uh, they I don't know. I think their so the, their model has been just releasing it once. I think it would be like a referendum on what they were trying to do. Yeah, it's their style. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it's their style though, right? Like it's their style. What was the show? Um, is it Orange Is the New Black? Yep, no, House yep. of Cards. House of Cards. Like when the they invested one. in House of yep, Cards yep, and bought it, yep. it was like a wild idea to yep. release all the episodes at once. Yeah, and they did it, yep. and it ended up fucking killing it for them. So I think that that's kind of their signature. They may have to. Stay with that. We'll see, man. Netflix, see if anybody can catch up, and we'll see this year all the movies they put out. Uh, listener, before we take a break, there is a sale at our shop. Visit jockender.com slash shop. Get some merch. Get some swag. Get the new look all over your face and chest. Uh, the sale this week, January 27th through 29th, everything up to 35% off. You can get $13 T-shirts, $20 phone cases, a whole bunch of stuff with the new logo, the new look. On sale this week. Check it out. Jockinder.com slash shop. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about Wanda and we're going to talk about Vision. And we're going to talk about Wanda Vision right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. I'm Imran. And I'm Sophia. I'm the brother. And I'm the sister. And we are watching a show about cousins. We're your hosts for Dance of Joy, a Perfect Strangers rewatch podcast. We grew up watching the 80s hit sitcom, and now we'd like you to join us every week as we rediscover our love for our favorite TV cousins, Balky and Larry. You can find our show at danceofjoypod.com and on all major podcast platforms. Now we are so happy, Sophia. We do the Dance of Joy. Imran, this is a podcast. 
They can't see us. Oh, po, po. Doc and Nerd Listener, if you enjoy the show and want to support the show and help ensure that we keep making the show, might I suggest you join our awesome fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. And for as little as $3 a month, you get bonus content, a bonus RSS feed with extra bullshit from us, movie reviews, a sports show with Cheswell. Their bottom is is very weak. Cheswellish. Cheswellish, yeah. Ches, like Billie Eilish, Cheswellish. Yeah, I like that. The actual sports lady show. Lady Cheswell. Lady Cha-Cha. The lady, lady Cha-Cha. Cha-Cha. Lady Cha-Cha. What the fuck? <laughs> lady Cha-Cha. That's the... Chaz version of Gaga. Okay. Anyways, uh, so and look, we announced. Uh, yeah, we're putting the show out earlier. You're still gonna get the show a day early if you sign up. Anthony, you put up more Oscar buzz movies. This is a great set of movies here. Yeah, One Night in Miami, which nice. came out last Friday on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I rented Promising Young oh, Woman, shit, which that, came out that just came last out. weekend. Yeah. yeah. And then Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is on Netflix, so yeah. I watched all three. I have seen uh, only I've seen two of those: One Night in Miami, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I have not seen Promising Young Woman. I've heard amazing things about Prom- it. Promising One Young Woman is like the like Get Out type. Uh, oh of, shit! Of, of this a year, years huh? ago. it's like mm. it's getting all this buzz that no one thought would happen. Out of nowhere, I'm definitely gonna have to rent this one because everybody's talking about. It. I do like the other two movies; were very good. I'll steal it. Okay, and uh, I'll steal it. Also, I did do instant uh, reactions to episodes one and two of WandaVision, and I probably will continue doing them. They're fun. I'm just going to make it easy, quick. You're going to do them, and and then you're going to record our show a day later. Uh, Yeah, and then you'll hear me sooner. So look, this is actually, look, you'll hear me. uh, You'll get the instant reaction like on Saturday, and then you'll hear us just a few days later. It's great. It's great. It's all going to work out. Jockadir.com slash Patreon. This is going great. Okay, let's get to our review. Of course, it's the return of the MCU WandaVision episodes one and two have premiered on Disney Plus. Here are your spoiler alerts. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Look, this time we gave you a week to watch it, so everyone should be caught up. But moving forward, you're going to have to watch these quicker because we will spoil them when we talk about them. On Rotten Tomatoes right now, the show is holding a 97% average tomato meeting. What this means, and they don't give it an average rating. So the straight 97% tomato meeting technically means one division meeting rating. Is there a meeting? <laughs> what am I saying? 97% tomato rating for WandaVision technically means this is now the highest rated MCU thing on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, shit. And Whoa. yeah, Whoa. there's only been two episodes. So, but uh, I think the next thing is like Endgame and it's like like 96 or 94. Uh, the budget of this movie, as you alluded to, movie, TV show, Anthony, I uh, found out they're spending approximately $25 million per episode. So you're looking at about 225 to $250 million total. Oh, shit. That is a big budget Marvel movie budget. It is. That's yeah. That's they're spending movie money on. That's this stuff. amazing. It's nine episodes, right? Nine episodes. The show created and written by Jack Schaefer, directed by Matt Shankman. And uh, look, I. How do we start? Do we, let's talk about it overall. Talk about each episode. They each episode based itself on a different classic sitcom. Uh, and uh, Anthony, overall, 
the tone of the show so far. Uh, Geek Boner. Geek Boner. Floppy Jock. What are you, where are you at? As you guys may know, I'm a big fan of the MCU. I think the year off really helped. I have I I was erect the entire time watching both oh, episodes. Yeah. For I fucking sure. loved it. For sure. For definitely erect. Um yeah, I mean I think it's freaking I think the I think the attention to detail is really good. For the longest time a lot of fans, maybe even me, have kind of wanted the MCU to take a little risk and do something different. I know the original plan was to have Falcon and the Winter Soldier come out first before COVID hit, and it seems like that would have been more of like more of the movie just on the small screen. This is like wildly different, and we'll see where it goes. It's only two episodes that we've seen, but so far, recreating the 50s and 60s TV show with kind of like an underlying darkness mystery thing, I think it's brilliant. I think they're they're going in a, in a different direction, and they're taking a risk, and I know that because anecdotally, I've had people that aren't big MCU fans that have watched it and gone, huh, like, I don't know if I like this. I was expecting big MCU action. So, like, they're definitely... They're not going the safe route. They're people are going to watch this and be like, some people might not might not be into a, a Dick Van Dyke right, recreation. Right. But I like that they're at least trying something new, and this is like the perfect platform to do it. So so far, I'm I, I like it. I'm super impressed. Right on, Rugs. Uh, overall thoughts, and then we'll dive into the episodes. Oh man, how do I even put this? Um, all right, so. I echo a lot of Anthony's thoughts. I do uh, understand what they're doing. I understand that they're taking risks. And I understand that what all of the care and detail that is involved in recreating these shows and, and that it's fun and it's cute. And in that way, I don't really feel like it's that risky because Marvel tends to do fun and cute a lot. Mm. And I think that's to appeal to a diverse uh, group of people and, you go, hey, nostalgia, all that stuff. Um, I like talking about the show more than I liked watching the show. Ah, I can, I can kind of relate right. to that. Yes. I like. That makes a lot of sense. I, I was so much more enthralled in watching people do uh, Easter egg videos. There's a lot to pick apart here. Than actually watching, experiencing the actual show. Huh. So um, I was like, so on that level as a like alternate reality game, it's or like, remember when you used to watch Lost and you'd go on the Internet and like look shit up and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. But no, it's supposed to be really cool. Yeah. And uh, I know that this is going to pay off. Yeah. Because Marvel's not going to fucking fuck this up. They're going to it's going to pay off. And I know that by episode four, we start really getting into it. So um it's a slow burn. They're they're setting things up. They're true to the source. I'm not saying I had the greatest time with it, but I know that everything that's happening is for a reason, and I believe in the show. So, I it, it it's going to pay off, and and I know that it's going to be a big payoff. So, I'm kind of cautiously optimistic, but like not overwhelmed at like ex- the experience of watching it. So I'm kind of between you guys, no surprise, I guess, or maybe surprised. While I, I agree with everything you guys said, it's clearly they've just given us a taste and they're setting something up. The, what was a weird disconnect is they're presenting it as a sitcom. The jokes were really like cliche, not really funny. And, uh, you know, they were doing jokes about Vision being a robot. And it was funny, like the first fucking five times and they kept doing it. And I was like, all right, we get it. But it's not a comedy show. It's a weird mystery David Lynch 
thriller presented as a sitcom. So I do love this slow burn and and the stuff they've given us to dig into. I love how it's kind of Truman Show meets Pleasantville kind of, and you 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 already pick up the fact that Wanda is kind of controlling this, and there's other forces involved, and she can do things, and and you know, is that even Vision really there? Uh, I will say one thing. Like you said, Anthony, they nailed the fucking TV show aesthetic. Doing the Perfect Strangers podcast now that I do, like studying that sitcom and remembering and referencing other classic sitcoms, I fucking love, love the attention to detail. Love. I mean, I was raised by TV sitcoms. So this was so – they did it so perfectly with the Dick Van Dyke show, the first episode, Bewitched with the second episode. I love episodes. Lucy. And kind of I Love Lucy and a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch of references we're going to get into. The, the yeah. first the first episode is 50s and the next one is it's the like 60s. Van Dyke tripping yeah. over the couch. So the first episode is, uh, uh, first of all, I love seeing the Marvel logo again in something. I really needed that. that I was Geek like, boner. oh, shit, it's been so long. And then I love how it turned to black and white. And even the audio turned, went from like stereo to mono. And the first episode is called Filmed in Front of a Live Studio Audience. And it's clear Dick Van Dyke opening you know, him riffing on, he usually falls over the couch and trips, but Vision the Ottoman, just, yeah, yeah. yeah, and he just phases through it. Then it gets weird at the end with, and you got Kitty from fucking that 70s show, uh, right. who, who she's great. And I love how both episodes get kind of ominous and dark and strange and the reality kind of gets pulled back. And that's my only one criticism is I wanted more. Like they're really slow playing. They're slow yeah. playing. They just gave us a fucking taste. You know, I mean, the what I like, I especially like the attention to detail in terms of like they recreate the '50s vibe and the '60s vibe. The '50s vibe um, is a lot of like situational stuff where it's like big miscommunications, That's like classic uh, sitcom sh- plots. Yeah, right, perfect. exactly. Like yes. Wanda thinks that Vision's the it's their anniversary. Vision thinks that Wanda knows that he's bringing her his boss over. Yep. So it's like classic it's miscommunication. So and but I really enjoy is like when they when the dinner scene and then it's things get weird and the guy's choking. Like the camera angles also start to change, and it gets to like a modern lens, right? Like there's focusing in on on uh the, that '70s show lady going, "Stop it!" That was so Stop creepy. It. I was it's like, "Super Whoa. creepy, right?" And like that's the only. If you notice, they were doing a lot of like practical effects. Yes, but that's the first part in the episode where they do like modern digital when effects when he phases the, in yes, to get the yes, meat yeah. out of his throat. Yeah, the 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 effects they're using strings and wires to make things float, like they did on the old shows, and there was a. A live studio audience there, kind of like me. Not really a spoiler, but I think um, I've I watch a lot of Fihe interviews and a lot of uh, interviews with Shankman, yeah. who's a director. I think they're going like every episode up to like I, if I did the math right, which I believe I did, it'd be seven episodes worth of era. So fifties, sixties, right? yeah. next one seventies, eighties, nineties. They're gonna go two thousands and yeah. even two thousands ten. So that's seven episodes, and then with, and they even te- someone asked like. Are you going to even do like office type references? They're like, mm, maybe. Like, so then that's the leaves like two whole episodes. So that would for leave two whole episodes to address the larger where, issue. And I'm sure the big set pieces are going to be all in the end. I mean, where is this? I need to see this 250 million dollars eventually. Like, what yeah, that's another question I have. Like, what are they spent building these sets? Maybe, but like, I don't know. Well, so far it's very simple. No, but so that scene at the end, it switches from like you have the standard three camera sitcom set. And when she's saying, stop it, Anthony, it's weird because she's looking right at uh, Wanda. And then Wanda actually has makes she goes, stop it. Vision, help him. Like some people know that Wanda is the key to this reality. It's weird. And I love it. That August 23rd date. uh, I don't know what that means. Does anybody have any guesses or was that do you think that's going to be significant? 
I think so. Eight twenty three. It'll be something. I loved Vision when he's at work figuring out what it is they actually do. He's like, "What do we actually do here?" We- I think that was one of the funnier jokes. Yeah, because it was. It was. I like all the meta stuff that's in there. There's a lot of meta in there. Absolutely, There's a lot of good, good meta in there. It reminded me of Friends, where you never knew what Chandler Bing actually did for work. <laughs> it's never established, and so a lot of these sitcoms. So, oh, the other thing. Okay, I got to mention this. It's so clever that she's warped her reality to sitcom reality because being a fan of sitcoms, you enjoy, you realize sitcoms have their own warped reality that you are watching. And I, I always wanted to live in like a TV sitcom <laughs> reality. You know, it's like characters that show up one season, they come back three seasons later as a completely different character and, and nobody questions, you know, but kids grow. So like the sitcom reality is already warped and twisted. So it's so perfect. That she's kind of, and maybe Westview, I like this theory somebody had, West Town Westview, is that this was Wanda's view of the West when she was in Sokovia through watching TV shows. Well, what's cool about sitcoms, I, I actually remember watching a lot of Nick at Night yeah. as a kid because it was an easy transition right? Like, as a kid watching Nickelodeon. So I would turn it on thinking I'd get the same stuff. It'd right. be Nick at Night. And it's all this black and white and I'd shit. I'd just watch it. Yeah. And so I watched a lot of I Love Lucy and a lot of the so shows great. on there. And then TGIF was watching Full House nice. and uh, Family Matters. So I- I'm pretty familiar with some sitcom stuff. And what's like interesting to me about sitcoms is sitcoms are like kind of a reflection of the world right. at the time. Right. Or America. Yeah. But then they're like kind of like an alternate reality of America. Where everything's right? like, wrapped up in the 50s sitcoms. The, the the wife is at home like she has yes. she all she is all she's doing is she's just happy to be the there right like she's, she's that, got no no other motivations other than being happy to be at home and like serve the 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 dude who's like coming home every day like bringing home the bacon and like that was kind of how it is but like I'm sure women at the time wanted to do more than just fucking sit at home and like every every era of these shows I'm interested to see like how they portray how they recreate those things and then like how it's kind of a reflection of like looking back like man they kind of were like things were really fucked up well, that, i mean especially in the 50s this was the presentation of the perfect nuclear family that everybody wanted but nobody really had that it was just an appearance and you would just put a white picket fence but you know there's probably all sorts of disorder on the inside but the tv shows yeah there was that's the family that's why you wanted to live in the shows like i wanted the brady bunch <laughs> to fucking adopt me it was so much fun in their house uh let's get to the co- first commercial in the first episode, they have fake commercials. I fucking love this. Geek this movie. probably was like my most fascinating part of the show is picking apart this commercial. There's a dude. There's a woman. In the other commercials, same two people. This is a toaster. The toast made made by Stark Industries. Uh, here's a couple of things I noticed. Obviously, the red light is the first piece of color in the first episode. It starts blinking red, and then it starts blinking faster and faster, kind of like a bomb. Kind of like in Age of Ultron when they were talking about the Stark bomb. Also, when she presses down the toaster, it makes an Iron Man uh, charge up sound real faint. So I love that little detail. Uh, and just I fucking I love that they're putting these commercials in. there. Yeah, I think it's like some kind of a, a memory amalgam of uh, Stark. Because I think that when she was uh, a kid, the Stark bomb didn't explode. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. like ingrained in her in her head and and then you know that um iron man and some these machines sometimes they call them toasters you know 
Oh, that's right. They would call him Toaster. Yeah. So uh, in the comics, they did anyway. Yeah. 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 So um, maybe an homage to that. There's also the sword stuff. I think you might have mentioned it. Yeah. Right? No. Here, the let's get into logos. a couple couple of Easter eggs. There's uh, the sword logo that shows up at the end when the credits of the show within the show roll. It pulls back, and then there's uh, someone sitting there. I think it's a woman. And there's a notebook and a screen, and you see the sword logo. Uh, and this is a, a total, a, a bunch of podcasters on the internet caught this, and this is a total geek podcaster thing that I caught. Sitting in that shot is a device called the Rodecaster Pro, made by Rode a few years ago. It's like the hottest thing for podcasters. It's like an all-in-one device. It records. It has sound pads. It has multiple tracks. And every podcaster was like, holy shit, there's a Rodecaster Pro sitting in fucking WandaVision. They must have just thought, because it's cool because it's got colored lights and shit, so it looks cool. Uh, I, I just is that it was just like it's not used for a podcast it just looks used it's, it looks yeah cool. they just bought it it's like $600 they bought it to put it in the set they're not making a podcast <laughs> the other uh, easter egg I liked was the that greeting when she covers Vision's eye the, the, the boss's eyes and he has to cover he's like oh it's a traditional Sokovian greeting uh, yeah. similar to how she made them see the visions in Age of Ultron where she kind of held up her hands in front mm. of their eyes no, it's 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 definitely both episodes are laced with a million Easter eggs, not only for MCU, but just like homages and things to like their sitcoms that they're trying to recreate. That's that's why I'm like the attention to detail on this is insane. There's something in the end credits, like the light pixel stuff at the end of both of these episodes. There's definitely there's clues all over. It's obvious. Well, it's green, blue and red, which are like the colors that are used for TV. RGB. Yeah. So, I mean, there's I I have to even admit, I mean, I know that. Rugs mentioned that he didn't enjoy watching it as much as talking about it. Um, there was a couple. Th- I mean, there was times for me personally where I I laughed out loud, like when um, Vision is trying to distract them from seeing that Wanda's using her magic singing and he sings yakety yak. yak. That was just I, I, silly. I laughed out loud. He's actually playing the ukulele. I'm, I think look like, and then, and then the point in the second episode where they're cutting back to him, basically like a cartoon vision, like a version of his like his inner, insides- inner body yes. parts, and he's drunk eating gum yeah let's get to that second episode this one's called don't touch that dial and this one really first of all i love that paul bettany elizabeth olsen they're great in this and i love that they actually get to interact like so much more than they ever have in any of the movies and paul bettany is really funny as you see in this episode where the gum gums him up i love they cut to a cartoon like you said and he acts drunk and it's fucking hilarious this one the opening is a straight ripoff of the animated opening of bewitched a little i dream of genie a little bit yeah with tons of Easter eggs, there's like you see like the Grim Reaper's helmet. There's references to Ag- Agatha Harkness and Bova Milk and a uh, bunch of stuff. Then in this episode, we get their second bit of color where she finds the red helicopter, also with the sword logo. What do you think is going on here? Well, that's a that's definitely like a callback to to Stark Iron Man armor. Same color, and the color red shows up a lot in in. Well, yeah, there's going to be a, a bleeding hand in this episode yeah, too. Everything's red. It's interesting. Um, well, Scarlet Witch is Scarlet Witch. She's red. Her, yeah, so, her costume. Um, is red. So that might be a, a thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. It's fun to talk about the show because they they did fucking throw a million Easter eggs in there. Yeah, I, I think it has to do with Stark and and Sword. Like, let's talk about Sword. Sword is the obviously uh, Shield is the the home earth protection and sword is the outer space protection they changed what the acronym means for the mcu 
in the comics, it's a sentient world observation and response department. In the MCU, in the logo, somebody figured it out. It says sentient weapons observation okay. and response department. So is uh, she a sentient weapon? She these she is a sentient weapon. They are watching her hmm. because she's the sentient weapon, possibly. Seems like to me, I mean, it 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 is a little obvious in that like Agnes has a Yes. That, that's Agnes, whatever the fuck her character is. And she has some sort of role in, in like commandeering Wanda and making her create this pocket reality. It's, it definitely seems like a pocket reality. Yes. Seems like to me, if we're going off just comics, some of these I've read, some I haven't, but I have a decent knowledge of. They're kind of mixing um, House of M. Yes. With like the Visions uh, suburban uh, comic book series. Yeah. There's there, there's a so there's a Agatha Hart Harkness. Agatha yeah. Harkness is. I think that's who Catherine Hahn is. Right, so she has a brooch. That the comic book character wears also. She's a witch, and and I think uh, in the eighties or the seventies, I don't remember exactly when, but there's a storyline where she and you know was the one who kind of helped Scarlet Witch bring the kids into existence. There, so. here we go. If you notice, Agnes is constantly talking about children. The second episode, they kept repeating for the children. I think she wants Wanda to have these kids so she can take them for some reason. Create more weapons. More sentient weapons. But if this isn't real, are the kids real? Is Vision real? First of all, Catherine Hahn, who played Agnes, she kind of stole. She's stealing the show, both these episodes. She's fantastic. She is like all in committed. Also, I love that there's a brown guy, Asif Ali. It's just a brown guy hanging out with white dudes in the 50s TV. It's fucking fantastic. Oh, shit. Uh, and the dude with the mustache is hilarious, too. David Lingle playing Phil Jones. So that Which one is he the one? Was he the one where he was like, I wore was a my mother's, was he Where he was like, that was my mother's piano. Yeah. Uh, yes. He's also, That's he's a, the one with yeah. the big fat mustache. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, that was my, yeah. when Wanda transferred, uh, when he makes it become it? like a, pl- yes. a flat, like yes. cardboard. He's like, yeah. that was my mom's piano. He was playing that piano earlier. <laughs> and now it's flat. I love that whole bit, how she's, She's covering for him in such a TV sitcom fashion. The other great line is when he does the phase through at the hat and she opens it and there's mirrors. That one lady's like, is that how mirrors work? And then Dottie's like, shut up. <laughs> I think Dottie is in on it too. I think she is an antagonist character. I think the helicopter is from the outside world that may have gotten into this reality and turned into how, how a does, helicopter. Uh... So we know that that African American chick is Monica Rambeau. Geraldine is deaf. That's Tiana Paris. That's definitely grown up Monica Rambeau. We saw. So how last does she fit in into all this? I think the helicopter brought her there, and she got stuck. And she's been she was, wiped. She was working for Sword and was trying to help, and she got stuck in there too. Something like that. Maybe she hijacked and got stuck. She wasn't I, supposed to. I be I think there. that um, maybe Wanda is sent. She's she's conscious of the people that are around. And she's just kind of bringing them into this pocket reality as mm. they interact with her. It's almost like, I don't know if she's like in a coma or she's in like some kind of, uh, or is somebody doing this to her? Because you remember on the radio, then the radio bit where, and it's really clever because they're playing help me Rhonda. And then you hear a voice saying, Wanda, do you need help? Who is doing that to you? I think I know who that voice is. If you look at the cast list, chill, right? No, Randall Park. Because he's uh, playing a show, Jimmy Woo. He's playing Jimmy Woo, former uh, Shield agent. And Kat Dennings is also supposed to be in the show. 
That's probably the girl that was watching them at the end of the first episode. I think they both work hmm. for Sword now. I think. I mean, I've heard some wild theories online. Yeah. I don't know if they're true. Yeah, that, like, I've heard theories. some stuff about like this could be the introduction to mutants. This could oh, be shit. the introduction to Magneto as actually his her father, which has gone made her gone nuts. So I don't know if those are actually true or not. We'll see how it plays I mean, out. If but. she's having kids, this could be the introduction to mutants. That's fucking crazy. Uh, also, there's a lot of there's a lot like we talk about red. Talk about the devil. There's a lot of lines of the devil that she, you know, there was that one line where she goes, the devil's in the details and Agnes is like, and in some other things too, like yeah, it could be a Mephisto. Mephisto thing. Yes. It could be a, where the, does Mephisto need her kids? And Agnes is Ag- Agatha Harkness there to get the kids to deliver. Oh yeah. I, I read like a, or I watched a video of them recapping some Wanda, like vision stuff with their kids. Yeah. That shit is bonkers Dude, they, like, that's a, crazy it's, comic it's book so talk. crazy convoluted comic book bullshit that you you can't once you dive in it'll make your head hurt you're like what yeah, oh yeah it hurts what happened sure. it's pretty deep then what happened <laughs> uh let's talk about this episode's commercial it is a strucker watch there's your another easter egg right there geek boner baron von strucker same two people in the commercial who are these people are they somebody's parents are they i don't know who are these people and again, it zooms in. You see the Hydra symbol. And again, you hear ticking and you hear the ticking speed up like it's a bomb again. I thought that was interesting. They did that twice. So I fucking love I love those commercials. You do. You enjoy them. A lot. I feel I like people are going to switch and be different characters as the, oh. as the shows develop. See, that would happen in a sitcom. That's like sitcom wacky sitcom reality is like you could just cast everyone different and it doesn't matter. And you don't address it. I mean, I'm, I'm into I. I Personally, I enjoy the sitcom aesthetic. I know there's. I've talked to some people that are already are like, "When's this show going to speed up?" Like this show is already. It may like, be slow. I've for talked some to people, people that are already yes. bored with it. Yeah, I'm not bored with it at all. I'm actually finding it very interesting. I just don't yeah. think that everything lands for me. Like mm. it just doesn't hit me right. It's just I'm like I'm like okay. I like as I said I like talking about it because they they did do so much great setups and. They thought about all these little details and and they're obviously constructing this kind of like yeah. a thing, but to look at only a piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's with, the thing. I'm looking at a piece of it. And I honestly, I felt like I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm very intrigued. I wasn't blown away by any means, but I'm waiting for that. Hopefully they pace it right. And you get to that blown away moment at the, the, the end. And it's, a, I have an analogy. Yeah. All right. So, you know, when you go to a museum and you look, you're looking at abstract art and, there's some art that um, it's a blue panel. I don't get some it. art is like this crazy, interesting looking thing. And Next you don't know what the fuck it is, but it's got colors moving around and it's interesting and whatever. And then when someone explains to you what it is, it all clicks together and you're like, holy shit, this is great. And then there's um, they have this big bullshit story. You know how, how it is that people talk about yes. they yes. all this. Stuff. And all of a sudden, all this meaning is added to the painting. And also you're like, oh, my God, I get it. And then there's stuff that's just abstract, and then someone tells you the explanation, and all right, you get it, but then it, the painting isn't interesting to begin with until you have the explanation. So right. it's somewhere in between like that for me. It's like uh, when sense. the explanation is coming, yeah, yeah. and I'm watching the videos, yeah. and I'm yeah. seeing all this stuff that kind of like I wasn't really wasn't really hitting me when I was watching it. I was like, oh. So now imagine that you watch these shows and you had no internet, no other nerds telling you what's going on. Are you going to like it the same? I did enjoy like 
finding clues and digging into it. And I must have watched these episodes a few times because yeah. I was like, there's fucking clues in here. So I, it wait, was wait, fun wait, figuring it out. Let me say something real quick yeah. Run yeah. on that point. Yeah. I think it's made, though, like it's made for this era, era of yes. digging on the internet. Right? Like, I don't think this show is made with the same amount of detail if the internet didn't exist and the internet was the way it was where people dig for this kind of stuff. Well, it wouldn't be like uh, the the reason, the point that I'm making is it's kind of, it's kind of like inserted into everything without development or without like, uh, well, we don't know that yet though. We, we, we don't know that, but we don't, we're, we're going from season to season. We're going from thing to, to thing. And, and it's, it's making these jumps. So, you don't, you don't really know how they fit together. And I think that we wouldn't know how they fit together unless we had maybe like the rest of the show to watch it. But then is everyone going to, without the internet, would everybody hang in to see that? Uh, it'll be along I for think the ride. St- I think it would still be like, what the fuck is going remember on Remember when we watched and- Legion? Yeah, and it was the that same show way. Is very confusing. But Legion, I quit after one episode. Yeah, this show is way yeah, less confusing so, than that show. Yeah, and I think that Legion actually was giving you a lot more of the story than this is. As but, far and as, that, hmm. but that's almost more. It's almost more an adult show. So they again, this is it's a PG show. They didn't even go PG thirteen, right? So there's only you know there's a limit to what they could do. But I think they did a good job, and you should be like, what the fuck is going on? I need to, and the next episode better fucking pay off. That's all I'm saying. Oh shit! The next episode better pay off. Well, it should be a little bit more. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna pay off till we get into the into the deep deep. I, I yeah. want a little bit more. Well, I do. Also, I wouldn't uh, mind actually more a little. I, I would caution on uh, expecting that. I really think I'm anticipating it because as this show moves on to episode to episode, if they continue this theme of copying the eras. Like it's going to get more into my wheelhouse and I'm going to want it. Like I've already like this next episode definitely looks like Brady Bunch. Yes. The eighties one. I love that. There's one. I don't know if it's the eighties or the nineties one is looks directly like full house. Yeah. There's a full house one. But like there's, there's things that I'm, I'm like, I'm anticipating. Which is kind of sure. brilliant. Cause it's going to hit every like demographic. Right. I'll be like, this is the show I grew up with. Oh, and they mentioned the too, like even the two thousands, they were mentioning Malcolm in the middle, middle and like, how cynical TV yeah, was at that time. Classic. So like, oh, I can't wait. I, I want to see it. Oh, fuck. I can't wait. Okay, wait. A couple other things. At the end of this episode, uh, she's suddenly preggers. Uh, and you see them actually oh, conceive in the open, in the beds. Remember where she gets the beds yep. together and then they get busy? So she's suddenly pregnant and uh, there's a disturbance and Vision walks out and they see a fucking beekeeper climb out of a manhole with a sword logo on his back and he looks back at them and she goes no and she fucking rewinds it like it's an old vhs tape that was amazing is she is he getting pollinated is that what the beekeeper means it's, oh he's like i've come to spread your seed have you <laughs> what do you guys think is going on with this beekeeper first of all any any uh speculation i think it's just someone that's accessing the world, world that yeah. can like alter the reality and she just uh projects a beekeeper but it's someone that can get in i don't know i don't that's that's just my thought and she doesn't want she's so warped into thinking this is the perfect life for her because she grew up watching these things on tv probably in sokovia that she's like no this is this is perfect well she's trying to protect vision from seeing fucked up yeah it seems like vision vision's the one that's like kind of inquire like this is all fucked like he's questioning things right and she's trying she's like she's trying to like 
just shake rattle her brain from reality. Like, just this is the reality. Well, she has the line. She goes, we live here now, and I want us to fit in. And it's like a serious line. So she's trying to protect Vision from what's going on. And I still, I'm like, Vision's fucking dead. Who is, is this? Yeah, that's, the th- that's my question. Is Vision alive, or yeah. is she projecting is, that he's right. alive, or is, is, or is what's going on well, here? So she fuck a fucking uh, an image of, she, she had well, sex with a projection and had babies? It was was Vision ever really alive? Number one, number two is not alive, just functional, operating. He had something to do with one of the stones, and I think that uh, Wanda is, in by extension, using stone power herself. So I think it's all kind of intertwined with the stones. The red is also the color of the ether power that she held on to, and then she had for a while. The other Easter egg I noticed on the cabinet, on the magic trick cabinet, there's a hexagon dot shape of a stone and it's the fucking shape of the mind stone or whatever stone was in his head it's the well, same stone also her, her powers in the comics are like hexes she can throw hexes yes like people. witch yes like a hex right. so uh there was a couple a little bit of speculation on the beekeeper on the internet there's a spider-man villain called swarm who is he's a nazi beekeeper <laughs> and he's made out of bees <laughs> I like that you laugh at that i don't think this is gonna be swarm that's ridiculous more possible, somebody had this theory, this makes sense, that this is an AIM person. Because remember the mm, AIM's costumes? Yeah, have, they kind of look like beekeepers. And so she's seeing it like a beekeeper. But it's really an AIM dude wearing the AIM suit. Oh, that's a good suit. point. I didn't think about AIM. Well, he's wearing a sword logo on his back. But he did have a sword logo on his back, so I don't know what that means. I, I actually forgot that AIM is like a big... AIM's a thing? Um big like faceless army of villains in the mc in the marvel yeah. comics that they haven't addressed yet modok right modok was wasn't, wasn't modok the aim guy yeah i believe so AIM, right modok what's the acronym AIM? aim stand for is or that um, or is that just for when you go to the bathroom in a bar always in <laughs> motherfuckers i don't know uh so no, wait, yeah wait, let me find that out and then so and then at the end the episode switches to color things are progressing advanced so like, idea advanced mechanics. idea mechanics yep. advanced idea mechanics and sword is sentient weapons baron strucker modoc yes. so baron strucker has something to do with aim so that's the tie oh, okay okay uh, oh no. strucker and aim so it could be so it's aim and sword though maybe they're competing for the next sentient weapon oh, fuck what's going on uh more easter eggs i loved in the beginning where we talk, I just mentioned the two beds, and he was scared. And then she, she goes, "You're using your night vision, vision." It was kind of funny, but mixing the two beds into one, making them one bed, showing the evolution of a TV sitcom couples. There was something called the Hayes Code that started in 1934 in Hollywood that prohibited you from showing married people laying sleeping in the same bed. It carried over into TV in the 50s and 60s. So you would notice Dick Van Dyke, I Love Lucy, a lot of these shows, the married couple has a nightstand between them, sleeps in a separate bed. Uh, the Hayes Code became dead in the 60s when it was replaced by the MPAA ratings, which we still have for films, and the FCC censorship for TV. The first live, this is, and now this is a great tie-in. The first live-action TV couple to share a bed on television who are not already married in real life were Darren and Samantha Stevens on Bewitched, the show that they're spoofing. Uh, and then by the 70s, you had Brady Bunch. They slept in the same bed. New Heart Show, that was all gone. But Bewitched was the first show that actually put the couples in the same bed, and they did it in this episode. I don't know if they did that on purpose or somebody researched that, but that shit was dope. I love fucking, I love when they do that. I mean, it's definitely on purpose. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's completely planned. 
Yeah. And then uh, the last thing, Geraldine has a little brooch that looks like uh, a sling ring portal from mm. the Sorcerers and Doctor Strange. So well, this I, movie's supposed to tie right in yeah. Multiverse of Madness. So. Will Doctor Strange have anything to do with what's going on here? Geek boner. Is it possible? Possible. The, uh, one thing I wanted to uh, did you mention that the girl from Buffy the Vampire Slayer was the was the that's blonde? Dottie Emma Ca- Emma Caulfield I think is her name yeah she was uh, tell us about Emma Caulfield she was in Buffy yeah what was her character in Buffy I forgot the name she hated rabbits or something she was she was a witch <laughs> she was a demon witch she was a demon witch that did not like so that's rabbits. funny that she's on a show that where she's another demon witch probably. yeah she's probably a demon witch yeah so Dottie's hand gets cut and and you see the red color again. And then she has a weird line about how do you get blood out of a thing? You do it yourself. I, I she knows. I think she knows that this is not a reality. Anya, I don't know. Well, no, she she at that part of the the episode, she's like catching on to Wanda. She's like, "What are you doing?" Like, yeah. There's a part where she's like figuring out that she's not supposed to be in this reality, and I I believe she's like, "Like, who are you?" Like, yeah, what's because going on right, here? that's when she and hears that's when the he voice. starts hearing. She yes. Wanda starts hearing the Wanda stuff. Yes, and then that's when the glass breaks, yeah. and then. Dottie snaps back into like this pocket reality that Wanda's and it's similar in the first episode when the the Mister Hart was really questioning pressing. them. Yes, he was like, "Where?" He was slamming the table. Where are you from? What's the deal? He starts choking, and well, she he starts made him choking. Choke. She, if you notice, that. she looks at him, and then he starts choking. So I think she did that. She did it to him. <laughs> to, yeah. to Everything him that's going on is she's in control of pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. But also, when she finds the helicopter, it's Agnes who distracts her from it. And changes right. the subject. So there's all these little things going on that I'm super curious about. Okay, that's good shit, man. I, I think the remainder of these episodes, there's going to be a lot to talk about. But like you said, Ruggs, I, there's it's fun to talk about all the shit they put in here. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot in there's there. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. You got to credit them for it's fucking. It was so intriguing. Do we want to rate it uh, as it is or do we wait? I I don't know how to judge this without the rest of the parts. What are you going to do? Two rate, rate them as a, as the two episodes together. And they're very short. Let, let's, let's, uh, let's hold off on. I think, I think you're right. right. I think, I think I agree with that because it's really two pieces. It's just two small pieces of this fucking puzzle. Uh, but I, I think that's best. Yeah. I think that we all hang in there and yeah. I think that, um, uh, hopefully we're going to be blown up, blown away about what happens. And, um, I'm trying not to be, too high with expectations, but I know Marvel and I know that they spent a lot of money on it. So I kind of have a feeling that it's all going to be well worth even some of the stuff, not landing property, whatever. I think it's all going to be all worth it. And so I'm, I'm, I'm dialed in. Okay. Let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Ah, there's a spoiler thread on our Facebook group, Jock and Her Nation, for the whole season. So if you're dying to talk about spoilers, that's the place you can go. I got a couple of reactions from the premiere episodes from our listeners. You guys, most of everybody really dug it. I'm going to start with the one dude who did not uh, enjoy it. Jess Rivera <laughs> comments, hash brown floppy jock. Floppy jock. Bring back the Netflix shows if all nine episodes are like this. Oh, shit. Actually, he wasn't the only one. I forget the name of the other person that was like, yeah, this is garbage. I know exactly where it's going. <laughs> oh, shit. 
So he wasn't the only one. Okay. I've seen, I've seen uh, some pretty, it's interesting. Like, most people like it, but yeah. I've seen people yeah. that went, if they don't like it, they really don't like it. They're going to rebel against the MCU. Joe Henry says, anyone catch the significance of the blinking red dot on the Stark toaster? Was that a reference to the Stark bomb that Wanda's brother Quicksilver saw in Age of Ultron? I think it was. Or that Strucker Hydro watch. Baron Strucker used the Mind Stone to give Wanda her powers. Is that Monica Rambeau? Yes, it is. A lot of world building that's easy to glance over. Yeah, and that's kind of what I love uh, that they're doing. Mike Harris. So here's an interesting perspective. He goes, I'm not an MCU super nerd or anything. But I had so much fun watching the episodes, and it looks like Elizabeth Olsen had fun with the character. I like that. They both seem to be having a blast with uh, this show so far. Dylan McCandless says, I'm 90% sure that all this is just Wanda's doing, and we've got a House of M situation on our hands. However, there's the off chance that some other cosmic entity, such as Nightmare, or perhaps even Mephisto, could be involved. So I'm keeping my eyes peeled for further clues. Nightmare was the other guy. People were saying, Hmm. I think there's all the red and the devil talk. And I think there's some kind of satanic thing. I don't know. The last thing I want to mention, Mike Cherkowski shared a link today. The title is after Tenet and HBO Max issues. Looks like Christopher Nolan and Warner Brothers are breaking up. Oh, sloppy jock. He says, while I have heard a lot of offhand troublesome things about Warner Media as of late and their decision making across the board. Not really feeling Nolan's side of the breakup here. This is something we kind of saw coming. I think this is going great. This is going. This is going great for both <laughs> Nolan and Warner Brothers. I don't know. <laughs> Anthony response is: uh, Is Nolan being a crybaby because he didn't? Because uh, they they didn't really feel Tenet brought them what he said it was going to bring them. I mean, I'm sure there's a bit of like. There, there's room to blame on, on all sides. I think Christopher Nolan's probably feeling a little bit entitled to things that he should have gotten and, and maybe some like insight on terms of like where they were going. And Warner definitely miscommunicated all of this yeah, as by evidence by the fact that the entire film industry is turning against him. So there's blame to go around. Um, Nolan and Warner Brothers breaking up. I mean, if they break up, like, I, I don't know if Warner Brothers was necessarily, like, the reason Nolan was doing so well. Like, I think as long as he gets a studio that's going to invest in him and let him do his thing, which probably most studios would do, even post-Tenant, I think that it's going to be fine for Nolan. Like, he's going to land on his feet if, if this is indeed a breakup. I don't know what the contracts look like, though. So Rugs, it says, uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, Nolan is unlikely, quote-unquote, to work with Warner Brothers again. Uh who is this a bigger loss for then, do you think? Oh, Warner Brothers and Legendary were investing in his movies a lot. So um, yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly what, you know, what Warner Brothers is going to do with losing such a big name, but it's got a lot of IP. It's got a lot of things. So, I mean, losing uh, one movie a year <laughs> or a movie every three years. It's, yeah, he makes a movie every three years. Yeah, Dunkirk so was it's not like a huge loss. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, it it is weird to see something like that happen, like where you have this great long term working relationship, a lot of stuff happened, and this one movie gets screwed up. And I think that's like Anthony said, they're both to blame. Like the movie yeah, was a little okay. bit inaccessible, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, also you know they have this whole thing about the not wanting to release it with a wide audience, and you know, and it's COVID. Like I don't know the expectations of business. As usual is stupid. 
Well, I the reason I put this in, because I wanted to slide this into what are we watching, which is something we haven't done in a while. And, well, I finally saw fucking Tenet. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah? Twice. What, what did you think? Twice? Jesus Christ. Why would you do that to yourself? I'll tell you why. Here's what I thought. Rugs, have you seen this yet? No. Oh, shit. Okay. Without spoiling anything. Okay, without spoiling anything. And, and, and giving away the entire plot. Because all your reviews, you like narrate the entire plot before you give your thoughts. First of all, the fact that it was at home, I had the captions on. I had the sound fucking blasting. That sound issue that people were saying in theater, no, no problem. Not a problem. I got every fucking piece of dialogue, right? The first time I watched it, up until the half halfway mark of the movie, I found myself going, what the fuck is going on? Why are they doing this again? Why are they? And it's a lot of going from one guy to get another thing, to get another thing, to get another thing. And this is not uh, the movie you want to release during the pandemic. I don't know why he thought it was. Because when it got to the end of the movie, I had rented it. So I had a brief rental. Uh, I was thinking about it all night. And I was like, did I like this movie? What did I just see? What is he doing? And the next morning, I was like, fuck it. I'm watching this again. You need to watch this movie twice. It made a lot more sense the second time. Now, I see what he's doing. He 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 he's using a concept that he's been playing with, a time fuck time bendy concept. That he's been playing with throughout his whole repertoire. This movie is a little bit. It's the most Christopher Nolan-y movie ever. It's a little bit Memento, a little bit Dark Knight Rises, a little bit Interstellar, a little bit Inception. It's uh, you know, and he's evolved. So he's done something that I've never seen done in time travel movies, right? I will give him that. It's and a little bit. It reminded me of Edge of Tomorrow. A little bit. It reminded me of James Bond. He's mushing all these things together. He does do something I've never seen before and achieves it. Now the problem you, is. Okay, go ahead because I have I have counterpoints to the this. The problem right. is the story that he has written around to show. All you know, he wants to have a dope fucking car scene. He wants to blow up a plane. He he bought that plane and they actually blew it up. He paid to buy that plane. He wants to do all the shit he's done in all those other movies. This story that he wrote to get this done is so fucking convoluted and there is no, the main character, the protagonist, there's, he has no character. There's no character development. He didn't care. He's just like, I want to show this time concept and I want to have these cool scenes and I'm going to, it seems like he went backwards and wrote the story around that and it's kind of a convoluted mess. You watch it again, more things make sense in a lot of ways when you watch Primer or any of these time travel, like Back to the Future. You watch them again. You're like, oh, that shit is there. I didn't see it the first time. So I love that. And he just, he's done some technical mind fuck things. I'm like, I don't even know how you track, how you track this to get it to go right. But it does make your head hurt ultimately to actually think about what's so did, going so did, on. Did, did you like it or not? I thought it was okay. It's not his best movie. I didn't hate it. It was, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. I can't. I liked, like, the ambition of it, I liked. But his writing Super and his dialogue movie. and the structure, what, what the, the, the mechanics of what he did is was just borderline pretentious bullshit, self-masturbatory bullshit. Nose bowling. It was it's, a lot of nose bowling. It, it is Nolan so far up his own ass, he can't see the sky anymore, in my opinion. But he does something I've never seen in any other timey-wimey movie. And that, yeah, he does something you've never seen, but you know what? 
you still can't explain to me how they, those characters are interacting with one another and how it actually works. No, you can't. You try to think about that, and you, you if you mind try hits. to think about like, someone look, moving backwards while, while the other person's moving forward, forward and the way they interact, yeah, it's impossible. That it, it, it you can't wrap your mind around it because it he, you can't. It's I'm like it's, he's it's, catching it's the not, bullet it's, from it's out in, of the impossible. wall. Yeah, according to the laws of our physics, anyway. Well, not only that, it just even the way it's explained doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't do no, it. He barely. I, I, I'm curious it. what Rugs will think when yeah. if you never went. If I watch it. this movie, it's just gonna make me mad, and I'll hit my teeth. I had to. I, but this is a movie I wanted to discuss so badly because I was like, "What the fuck?" I never. I want to do a spoiler discussion because you got to oh, give. It'd be, a, great, it'd be great to discuss. Yeah, maybe we'll have to review it if Rugs watches it. If I remember sitting in the movie theater midway through similar to Imran and going. I was pissed off. I was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Why right are they doing this? That's what I kept saying. <laughs> and, the, and and like you said, the plot mechanics to get to where like, I'm like, so really? they're going from here to yeah. like, you've got to meet this person to meet this thing, to meet this person to do this thing, to meet this person. To do, I mean, like, how does this connect? What? Why are yeah. you putting people through v- very interesting, But very interesting movie to discuss. So one day we'll get around to it. Well, in the pantheon of time travel movies, which I love, I've seen tons of them. Again, never seen anybody even attempt this. But it makes sense looking at Memento especially and Inception. An inception. It makes sense that he would evolve to this. But I think Chris Nolan needs like a script doctor or something. Someone just needs to check does this story make any sense? Do we know anything about these people? What is the point of any he, of this? He, he needed, I think, he needed someone to come in and be like, "This is a great idea. I, I think you and the ambition here is great, and and the technical wizardry is amazing. Yeah. But you need to be able to communicate this to a wide audience." Yeah. That, that was that was my thing. Is like I just couldn't figure. I don't it know out. why he thought this is the movie everyone's going to risk yeah, going the, to the theaters. This for. is not. Well, that's the thing. I feel like this is an art film with action in it. Yeah, a little, yeah. A little and, bit. Um, yeah. Little it's bit. not. It's it's not like a popcorn film for like the masses, like the dirty, stupid big, masses. Big set pieces. Don't wear, man. Don't, don't want to wear masks in public. Like people who like, you know, like <laughs> like people who can't. How are they gonna fucking understand this movie when they can't understand? Not to like fucking get your news from your phone. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's um. So I don't know. I just this is not the movie that's supposed to be a tentpole franchise film. No, it's not. It's it's more like of a niche film. And but I mean, there's even I love you know the name is a clue. So there's a lot of little details. But it's I, 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 I it's the more vague. I think about it, the more I hate it. Really? Well, yeah, yeah. It's vague. I, I really the more I, I came out of the movie theater like oh my god, and, and the more I think about it, the more I hate it. Now, what happens if I watch it and I love it? Oh, fine. That'd be great. Well, that, that would be a, sh- a that'd very be a uh, shift, uh, big shift in roles in this podcast. We all have our little box here. I need to break down these time travel mechanics that he's like, trying. What if <laughs> can't even explain? I just like I like shitty movies, and that's that's a <laughs> shitty. <movie. laughs> I don't know. I, I I could see you getting pissed off and be like, "This is the way he wrote this." Is stupid. no, if I if it's if it's a writing thing that's lame, I, I, I'm out. That's it. Yeah. Are you watching anything? I mean, I review what I watched. Yeah, we know um, what you I have one down to one episode of Lovecraft Country, but unfortunately, I liked it. It's just I'm so into the catching up on all the movies that might be nominated that I might have to put it on the back burner. Still on for a the, bit. just one. Yeah. I'm still watching. Yeah. Uh, I'm into season two of Kingdom now. Oh yeah, and I'm still, the cool. Kingdom. Uh, Kingdom. It's good. Uh, they got. I think they brought more girls on to the second to second season. Um, <laughs> Geek boner. It's good. It's it's not like the greatest thing I've ever seen, but it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's actually pretty decent. And uh, 
I'm going to stick and watch all three seasons. And then um, I'm also watching Barstool Sports uh, Whoa, pizza, well, Daddy. the pizza reviews. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, with with press. Yeah, one bite. Everyone knows the rules. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I live in New York where all these pizzerias are. So it's like it's funny to see him go and like fucking shit on the pizzeria or there's one where he goes into the pizzeria and they recognize him and they start like fucking crying and shit. It's and Perez it Hilton. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, it's Prez. Uh, it's Dave Portney from Barstool Sports. He's called he's Prez. Like a Bostonian. He's Bostonian. Yeah, yeah. It's oh. on. Uh, you find him. On, I think he does most. They're released on Instagram. Okay. There's one. There's one where he like rates a pizza, right? He's doing the, the rating. And uh, this is pre-COVID days. He's rating it. He gives it like a decent score. But then like the, the, the manager comes out. He's like, you don't have clearance to film here. Like you can't film here, and they record it. He's like, "You gotta oh, leave." Shit. He's like, "You just ruined your whole fucking business, buddy. You just ruined your whole business. Oh, it's shit. now one out of ten. Oh, one out of ten. Shit. This is this is X Y Z Pizzeria, and they just kicked me out. Oh, nobody can go you, there. You just ruined your business. And like, literally, it was getting like Yelp, like spammed on oh, Yelp with like, horrible he's got reviews, power. just by people like because he's got such a strong following. Wow, he could destroy places. Yeah, there's ones yeah. where he did he did pizza reviews with like celebrities and shit. Yeah, he's done them with celebs. It's a pretty funny. That's it's fun. one bite. Everyone knows the rules. Every, one bite. Everyone <laughs> now I'm gonna say that every time I eat pizza, <laughs> like I'm gonna do that now. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna walk out with a full pizza and a steaming hot slice and just pretend I'm talking to somebody and just say it and eat it. You what? Take one bite. And you throw it away. One garbage. bite. Everyone knows the rules. One, one bite. It, but he never take, he takes. takes like ten bites out every time. Yeah, he takes one and then he takes like another like taste bite and then he's another. gotta get the crust. He's gotta get the crust too. Yeah. Oh, you should review it after one bite. That's the, like, that, that's I, the game. I watched one and I end up watching like 20 of them. They're easy watches. Yeah. Is it fun like hot ones? I don't know. I just like to see this guy go in and <laughs> I don't know why people watch it. I have no idea what it is. It's silly. It's so it's silly. That's the it's sh- silly. It's silly. The things that catch on. Yeah. That's the shit that silly. goes viral. Like it's weird. Like you could. Hot ones is also another one. It's yeah. just like. Let's have celebs on eating wings. Yeah, and they got they, now they got a TV show questions. and everything. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, also, if you want a good laugh and some light viewing, uh, history of swear words on Netflix. Oh, I saw that. By yeah. Nick Cage. Oh my god! If you want to see Nick Cage swear up a storm, and it's actually really interesting because I, this is something I've always wondered: why do these four letters get so many people so ruffled up? Whether it's shit or fuck, uh, he does uh, or any word. Or any word. It's just like, it's four letters. And there's such meaning. It's fucking crazy. But you do find out kind of through history, a lot of these started in like the 12th century and earlier, uh, some even earlier. But it's it's kind of Words interesting. Words have the power we give them. We gave them this yeah. power. They don't actually have power. I was like, why does shit mm. mean it's, poop? Yeah, it's very weird. You it's can so say strange. excrement. It's the same thing. Yeah, but why did the word, the specific word shit Come to mean shit. And then know? why did shit become a, a yes. taboo word? Some of these words weren't taboo and changed, and some words became less taboo as time went on. It's a really interesting show, and you get to see Nick Cage just be a fucking maniac when he's hosting. He's just crazy. It, it's weird that, like, just humans in general yeah. have, as Ruggs kind of mentioned, like, have given so much weight to a word. Yeah, it makes like, no, sense. no other animal in the animal kingdom was like that word, like. <laughs> It's like go fuck your mother. elephant honked like, at me. I'm gonna kill him. Like no one's put yeah. that much weight yeah. into like a sound, but like we've not only like synthesized and figure out speech, like, unlike most you know, other, other animal, like any other animals other than like dolphins and porpoises and like who can like communicate with via echolocation. But we've we've figured it out, and then we've like 
put too much emphasis <laughs> on like certain words. Like we're so stupid. Like now so you can't. Strange. You can't even be specific anymore about anything. You can't even. So words, not even words like curse words, just regular mm. words that are too specific, that describe things too too exact. Yeah, you can't say those. <laughs> I mean, or yeah. or you or to, to the to the opposite end, words that are too vague and can be misinterpreted. Yes, that's also dangerous. Also, are bad. Yeah, that's also <laughs> dangerous. Like the episode about the word "pussy" is interesting because obviously it started mm. with the pussy cat. Yeah, but right. they explain why it was called pussy cat and how it moved to what it means now. And it took like hundred. It's it's. I thought it was super fascinating. So it's, I'll have to check it yeah, out. Yeah, it's because it's something I've always wanted to show. I've always wanted to dig into, especially fuck. I wanted to know the history of that word. Where can, and there's multiple. How many episodes? There's not that many. There's like five or six. That's what's it called? Uh, history of swear words, and they're like twenty minutes. It's really quick. Basically, all yeah. you need to know is that men are evil when you watch. Yes, it. We, yes, it's all. <laughs> it all and comes it's down all to men. men being. Yeah, all men throughout history have made these words bad. I actually have one thing I did watch a while back. I watched two episodes of. Um, Andrew Schultz, his stuff oh. on Netflix. It's pretty funny. It's yeah. pretty fucking funny. I, I only oh, watched the first going, two. His show, he's got an ongoing show now. Yeah. Yeah, but there was the one where he's like doing his 15 minute bit that he does on Instagram. It's up this time longer where he's addressing all the issues that came this past year. He's a funny guy. I just saw him in a movie. <laughs> oh, really? I, I, should, I didn't finish it, so that's why I didn't mention it. All right, so I was looking for something to watch, and then I saw his name come up in this movie called. The Seven Fishes. Okay, he plays an Italian guy, like in the oh, in the eighties, yeah. that drives like a like a like a fucking muscle car, and he's like the cousin of the main guy in the story, who is this like dude who wants to go to art school, but like he's Italian and he's grows up in like some part of Pennsylvania that's like uh, like a nowhere town, and they. It's around Christmas time where they have like the Feast of the Seven Fishes and they're all making. Oh, it's called Feast of the Seven Fishes. Yeah. From 2019. And yeah, he's in that movie (laughs) and he's acting. He's in a movie. Is he good? He's fine. I mean, he's being himself kind of, but not. Joey Pants is in this. He's a Jewish guy playing an Italian. Angelo. There's a lot of people that are not Italian playing Italians. Look, it's acting. It's called acting, fuckers. That's true. No, I I get it. But it, it, you're skeptical when it's a comedian that you've I, I haven't don't right. have a ton of uh, knowledge on in terms of his acting credibility. Well, look at Sasha Baron Cohen, dude. He's a good. I think he was fine. Guy. He wasn't yeah. like amazing, yeah. but he just uh, when I see him, I just see Andrew Schultz. Yeah, he could play the one character like himself. Fine. Uh, all right, good stuff, gang. Rug boy, where can the listener find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at really rug boy. Give him a follow. Yeah. Say hello. Listener, visit the show notes for this episode, jockandnerd.com slash 365 for links about all the bullshit we talked about and most importantly, links on how to subscribe uh, to the show so you never miss a show. Of course, share the show with your friends. You know, you can text episodes from Apple Podcasts if you have an iPhone. You can text people an episode of a podcast. I want everyone right now, whatever you're doing, text them this episode of the podcast. Oh, yeah, do that. Just text it to one person. Release the hounds. Release the hounds. Uh, and guys, this is, I guess, our last uh, Sunday release. Holy Talking shit. Man. Oh, shit. We will see you again on Wednesdays. We're- Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. We're going to release all over you on Wednesday. All over your face and chest. My balls are hot. The fuck's going on?
going on here? Somebody touch my smoker! Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Yes, that's what we saw. We saw that happen. Talking nerd!